Thanks for joining the Lakeland Sports Guys with Chris and Tom. I'm Tom Carroll, Chris Cox. We've got Stan Spivey in the house. We've got uh, the Mr. Pickney also in the house uh, over here enjoying some great food at Howard's on Main. <laughs> you shouldn't have said that because now Sam is going to want over his head. He's, he's going to want that twice-baked potatoes. He, he, so. he is. So, Sam, you need to send him one UPS or something. He's going to call you. We'll see. Also, we're going to be talking with the head basketball coach of the Emerald Vikings. We'll do that here in just a second. Chris, uh, yawn all weekend. You come back. How are things going? I'm good, man. Hey, I'm here, man. That's the main thing. Made it back from Beaufort safely. Didn't want to come back, but I had an interview with a legend, man. I had to come back for this. So, <laughs> anyway, uh, no, it's always good to get away, get out of town, you know, revamp your thoughts. Beaufort Film Festival at the University at USC Beaufort this weekend. So, I thought about awesome. you down for the festival and stuff. So, good time. Really good basketball this weekend. Great wrestling this weekend. Great, we'll get into that. Great Lakeland's wrestling stuff this weekend. <laughs> and that'll be probably the main thing today. We got, you know, John Mark, of course, but just the Lakeland's wrestling, they hit out of the park. Each team basically hit it out of the park. I spent more time sharing what was going on in Lakeland's than I did actually enjoying what we were doing, but it's all well and good because that's what it's about. But uh, wrestling was big. So a huge day overall. So we'll get into that. We'll get into uh, Tiger and Kangkok basketball and football, not football, but uh, baseball as well. So basketball and baseball, both round balls. Uh, we'll dive into that. As my Tigers took one on the chin, loosens <laughs> getting swept over the weekend. So that one, that one was hard for me. Hey, you got women's softball. Both teams are going to be good this year. Yeah, Clemson and South Carolina women's. I put a thing on our on our website. I don't know if you saw it. I said which team does better, women's softball or women's baseball? I mean men's baseball at both schools. Hmm. Only one response back was CT, but anyway, he said we're going to be better in Columbia. But that's a usual Clemson Tiger. Just well, we'll see. we got to play better baseball than we did. That's for sure. You got a coach, man. I'm telling you, you don't believe me. I, I know we got a coach, but a heck of a baseball coach. Yeah, he, we'll get into and it. And Howard Corley gave me mine back in Monty Lee. So appreciate it, Howard. <laughs> We want to welcome onto the podcast John Mark Scruggs, who is the head basketball coach for the Emerald Vikings. Coach, glad to have you here. Thank you. Appreciate it. Good oh, to be here. Always uh, fun to have you in. And I know it was kind of a rough season for you and, and things, but the, the guys played well. They, they really did. They did. We um, we were able to. Obviously, we didn't win as many games as we wanted to, but um, our kids really you know, did a really good job of of handling handling responsibility, um, especially when we were at when I was out a few times and uh assistant coach Sammy Robinson and Trey Childers and those guys they did a phenomenal job of keep, keeping our guys ready, focused and um we had a great senior class that, that came in and, and really grew up as men um this year and that 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 was something probably I was pleased more than anything is is the fact that they were able to come in and take responsibility. So um I never worried about it when I was at home. Of course, I, it was driving me crazy not to be at a game. But um, and you didn't I'm, have a parent with a phone to please just video. No, I, I was well, I was watching the games because we have a f- huddle focus at Emerald where I can watch it. Or one night there was at ninety six, I could live stream it. So um, those are those are nervous. That's I, I hate. I'd rather be at the game. Um, but 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 we were able to be successful in, in a lot of those games where I was absent, and uh, I was really proud of them. Uh, the effort they put out during those, t- those times. Yeah, and with the seniors, too, that kind of shows the juniors that are coming up, the leadership that they need to, to take over. Yeah, and, and we talk we talk about it all the time about, you know, when you come into a program as, as, as freshmen or ju- uh, sophomores, what do you – what what is your – I call it our house. What's your house look like? And uh, 
does it need to be cleaned up um, or does it need to be kept the way it, way it is? And, and our job is – their job as seniors in their three or four years is not to mess the house up, not to wreck the house. So someone else has to clean it up. So our, our kids have done a really good job the last couple of years of keeping the house clean. And, um, you know, and I, I really – that's something, you know, we, we graduated some really good athletes this year. Um, but we graduated uh, better people than they were athletes. And um, I'm going to miss the, the athlete more than I am. I mean, the, the, the person more than I am, the athlete. Um, you just you just get close with them. You, uh, Bradley and KJ and Tyler and Ian, and uh, those were our four seniors this year. And we had a new one, Kandarius. He came on on board late late in the year, and um, he he ain't, he hadn't been able to play a whole lot in our program. But you know he 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 played on the team this year, and you know we just but you just miss that conversations you have with them during the year. And uh, but I was really proud of them. It it was. We learned a lot this year about ourselves. So that's what I wanted to get. That's the reason that, that I said I got to get you on. The thing that that I thought about the whole time was, of course, like you said, we've been praying for you the whole time. What you taught these kids, John Mark, is the fact that you are a leader and you're a mentor. And you know how I know that because you got coaches and kids that were fighting with you. Also, yeah. you ain't in this battle by yourself. And those kids, they showed you that you're not in this by yourself. And that's that's a tribute to you and and. As, at Emerald, man, I'm telling you something. You're doing something good over there, and I know you're going to keep it going. I appreciate it. And, you know, it started kind of in football with um, my treatment started in football. And I'd be at home a couple of weeks. I just had to kind of take some take, take some time off. And, um, you know, I'd, I'd get I'd get videos from practice at the end of practice saying, Coach, get well, you know, love you, care about you, this, that, and the other. And, um you know, our, our coaching staff kind of led that, and our kids did it. And it's good to be at home and, and know that. And then one day you get sit at home, you get a care package from everybody, and people just people just caring about you. And, and um, but you know, we what our kids did during basketball season this year told us a lot about who they are as people, um, what their family, what type of families you know they have that's raised those young men. And uh, it's just something that really I think um, they learned more this year about being a young man, about being a gentleman, about caring about other people other than themselves than any through any year. And that's through adversity. You know, we always talk about what do we learn through it. And uh, they, they learned a lot. And um, they had my back the whole time. And, and uh, you know, it's just it was just nice to know. And it was sad to see that that end but the bond the bond will always be there um regardless if i went through anything this year or not it was going to be there anyway so i promise um, we pride ourselves on family and and uh that's what it's all about so i was i was you know very proud of them i told their parents they should be proud of them and um they've raised some really good guys and, and all four of them especially the seniors all five of them actually are going on to the next level to um to play football and hopefully Tyler can go on and play baseball and and um, one of them Kendarius is not but he's going to um, he's going to, um, to to college to be uh, um, in, in the medical uh, field and uh, but KJ and Ian and and Bradley all going to play football somewhere else so yeah, well um, maybe he'll come back as a trainer and <laughs> well who knows but, we, we need a lot of those around the Lakelands area yeah they're I'm looking forward to seeing those guys excel at the next level they all. Um, are good students, are good people, and um, 
we can take our pride. We can be pride, have a lot of pride for that. So um, just really, really happy for them and their families as um, as they go forward. We we talk about fraternities and stuff, and you and I share another fraternity, and, and I'm sure some guys should reach out. But ever since you've been coming on our show, we, we've got some guys, Robbie Williams, Paul Cooper, Brian Broom, they text me religiously now that you're going through this battle. And like I said, Brian Broom, for one, told me to let him know, let Brent, they call you still Brown. They said, let Brown know that we still think about him, even though he's not a UPS guy anymore. Like me, they don't worry about me, so yeah. they only worry about you. But it, it's more than just like, it's about John Martin now because it's a piece, it's the person you were when you were with us originally, mm-hmm. and you taught you you've taught what you learned through life and these guys that you worked with back in the day that we don't see anymore. I mean Brian Roon's retired from UPS now, man. Yeah. He's got his fifty years in. It's I joke with me as though he's our age, but um, they think about you and, and they text me and I update them best I can. And I told them you want to do something better than that, reach out to that man. He's got a phone number too, and they got your number. So man, it's like I said, we're, we pulling for you in the battle, and and we'll pull for you this year and yeah. they're going to continue to do it with baseball and football well and and, and with you saying that you know at, at the end of the day um i when i go into i'm not afraid to talk about you know what i'm going through but you go into cancer center and you see people a lot worse off than you are and um you you feel like they need a lot of prayers um especially because you got some a lot of older people who who have some stuff pretty my mom went through it. I've got a lady that's going through something right now that's like my mother. Her daughter went through it. So it's just one of those things that 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 has really just eaten at society in general. And you you got to have a huge, huge family. And my wife has been really a special person before and through this. And, and my daughters, um, they've been awesome. So uh, eventually my wife told me one day, she said, I hope you get better because I'm tired of always taking care of you sometimes so um but but no they she's 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 terrific she's she's got her own parents that she's been trying to take care of and and me and everything else so yeah it's a uh, the coaches have been real good about um texting me and uh especially in the beginning but now that i've gotten a little bit better and and i've gotten on the right medication and everything it's just this may be the first week this week that i go five days of school this semester so I'm going to try to get through five days this week, and if I get through five days, that's a good thing. So, that's huge. It's them little steps, man. you got to start <laughs> yeah. taking it. So it's like it's, baby steps. It's been good, and uh, so we, I'm just I'm just fortunate that I was able to finish out the basketball season, and I felt like I was getting stronger. I didn't want it to end because I felt like I still owed him some time. So, um, But it is what it is. Like I said, it's just one of those things that you hate this season come to an end. But like I said, that fight, it, it, was, it was there in the beginning, but it was like the stronger you got, that team got. Yeah, well, we, we <laughs> so. got to spend some more time together. And uh, we were doing some things we had to fix, and um, they were trying hard to fix. But when you take a group of guys that, that, that don't play a sport a lot, you know, it, we usually get better. <laughs> Unfortunately, about halfway through January, we, we kind of start hitting our stride and – Unfortunately, sometimes that's too late. So that's why we got to get guys that that at least spend a little bit of time playing basketball on the side. Um, they don't play enough of it. Nobody can just pick something up and start doing it and, and be good at it. So, but we demand a lot out of our kids. Like Bradley's a three sport athlete. KJ's a three sport athlete. Ian's a three. So we've talked about this before. How what you know at, at every every turn you turn around, they got a coach waiting on them. So. Um, they're special. They're special kids, um, and they've given a lot to Emerald, 
and uh, uh, but they also are kind of stretched a little bit. So um, that's the unfortunate thing sometimes about it. But you do appreciate the fact that they're going to give you three sports. In fact, I think Bradley might even try to run track. Well, why he's not playing baseball, so he really needs to be on the track. Uh, he's he's an unbelievable uh, athlete, and uh, so I think he's going to try to go back and forth. So. Um, but well, there's yeah. lots of time in between those track events. He can get a baseball game in sometimes before he has to run his next race. Especially yeah. practice. <laughs> well, Coach, we talked to Coach Greg and Coach Carter and those guys at Greenwood about it, and we've talked to you about it before. Give me just a quick synopsis of what it's like when football season ends that you get them back on. We're talking about a small time frame to get them from football, cardiology, get them in shape, you know, to get them into basketball shape. That's tough, and you've only got what before you, the football season ends to when y'all begin? A couple of weeks, three weeks? Well, sometimes I remember <laughs> my first game at Abbeville years ago, we had one day of practice. We finished, we lost in the upper state, and that Tuesday we played a game, which I don't know why I didn't reschedule it, but we had one game, we had one practice. And, uh, but, but yeah, it's just one of those things, but you, you, you see the big picture, you don't just try to, you know you're not going to get it right in the first two or three weeks, so you just kind of get a goal in your head. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna use December as our get better day, uh, or be, uh, get to get better during December, and hopefully during January we'll start hitting our stride. So, and you got to also understand too, you got those kids who who've been going nonstop for seven eight months in football, for example, and uh, uh, maybe longer than that, and uh, they've got to be a kid. So I try to give them about four or five days off in between two seasons because I don't want them resenting mm-hmm. the fact that they're there all the time. So that's just one of those things I think with my with the experience I've had over the years, I learned that was the best way of doing it. Um, if you give them a week, sometimes they're going to end up like Bradley. You gave him a week, he comes back three days later. Coach, I had enough time. You know, I, I had the weekend in two days. I'm good. Um, sometimes they like doing it just because KJ didn't take a whole lot of time. Ian didn't take a whole lot of time. And, um, but the problem you have is the kids who haven't been playing another sport, they come in, they're not in, in condition. So you got to get everybody kind of on the same page. And, um, but we, we're fortunate enough to have kids that, that, um, and that football shape is different than basketball shape. It's, it's two different things. So, um, you just try to get better at it. And, but we've got, we've got to work, we got to work a little harder this summer, um, our program is is going in a good place. We just gotta we gotta we gotta find some way of getting over the edge. And uh, if that means we gotta work extra hours, we're just going to work extra hours because I don't like uh, ending years like this. So, yeah. and you've been, you've gone through a lot of adversity when you first took over the program. All of a sudden, the COVID year hit, yeah. and, and then this, and so it's been it's been two tough years. But this this year, we we our goal was to make playoffs, and that's what yeah. they did, and we. <laughs> In fact, Travelers Rest end up losing an upper state championship. We're we're leading them going into the fourth quarter. We're holding a player of the year in three A to five points going into the fourth quarter and he's averaging almost twenty. So Ian does an unbelievable job on and you know that's one of the reasons why Ian made all region is because of de- of his defense yeah. skills. And you know, all region sometimes is all stats, offensive stats, and I just kinda told the guys to say, Look, you know, this is sending a bad message to kids. If if if, if we're all about scoring points, yes, that's great. But we got to have people defend people. So I was proud of Ian for for really. He never asked. He never worried about how many points he had. He he just went and defended people. But yeah, it's it's real hard trying to get us into 
that mode. Um, so um, that's where having a few basketball, true basketball players can help you get through it. Right now I'm willing to <laughs> – I don't know what I'd do. I'd need a point guard. So that's all I <laughs> – I mean, I told him the other day, I said, can you imagine playing a football game without a quarterback? I said, uh, y'all guys play. You understand what that looks like. What does it look like when you got a bad quarterback? It's just a you're going to have a bad football team offensively. And we just got to find that person that's willing to take that responsibility. And that's a huge responsibility. And, and that's something that hurt us late in the year is not having that guy – to put the ball in his hands and speed it up when it needs to be sped up, slow it down when it needs to be slowed down. So, um, if 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 Santa Claus is listening right now, I need a point guard. He's listening. I see him over. Well, there. That, you, <laughs> you're talking about that point guard. Yeah. Appreciate it. You need that senior leadership at point too. That not just a point guard. You yeah. need. You know. You got to grow into that senior leadership. Stan Spivey, I want you to hear what he, you heard. What he just said. I, I preach it to these guys here. I say defense predicates offense, and it does. You play defense, you will score. Donald Staley's basketball is that way. Lamont Paris is building it in Columbia. Yeah. Brownell does it. I'm telling you, if you play defense, you will score points, and you will hold the other team down. Yeah. And that's just the key to it, and that's been one of your things. I remember since following you from 96 yeah. everywhere, your defense have always been on point. Well, like the other night, we were, we were playing Traveler's Rest, and we're in the, in the fourth quarter, we're in the 30s and the game's in the 30s, and we're struggling offensively, but our defense is keeping us with a chance to win. It was like that at Union County. It was that, that way against Clinton. Um, <clears throat> is and, and even against Chester, we we just kept fighting and kept fighting defensively. We just – one or two things just always killed us at the end of a ball game, whether it was missing a couple free throws or turning the ball over at the wrong time, but at least our defense gave us a chance. Um and getting kids to play defense these days is, is one of the hardest things you can possibly do. So That's um, not your fault. That's, that's the NBA's the fault. The because, yeah, they're, yeah. The NBA's showing you like that all-star game. Mr. Pick and I were talking about, what was that, 195, 180-something? <laughs> no defense at all in the NBA all-star game. And that's what these kids watch. That's what they yeah. want to do. They want to uh, go up. At the kid that you're talking about, Santa Claus and all, is he the kid that dunked the other day? Yes. I had two, I had eighth grader. Eighth grader. Two dunks. <laughs> well, good. I've been a good boy this year. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. Listen, it was funny. Honestly, I didn't appreciate I, it. I text you like yesterday, and I asked you about coming on in, and then Mr. Pitney called me this morning. I said, you guys looking good out here today because I didn't know if y'all had ever met each other. And like I said, the one thing that we've always talked about, Tom and I, is that the coaches need to get behind some of these AA coaches that are out there doing the job for y'all early in the game, yeah. and then you take over and then you raise these kids up from what they bring to you. And, I mean, I, if it was me, that would be the thing that we would focus on a lot more than we do throughout the Lakeland. Yeah. Not only with, with, with basketball, with women's with volleyball, with the volleyball, the Emerald City volleyball mm-hmm. team. Uh, if I was just a coach at one of these schools, man, if you, whatever y'all needed, Mr. Pinckney, that would be the man to talk to. <laughs> he and Russ Gregg <laughs> and the rest of those guys. And, I mean, y'all would be silly not to find a way to help them. Well, like I said, you know, I've always said this is I think too many times I talk to our kids about um, if the parent and the coach and if you got an AAU coach, if you got other coaches, if everybody get on on the same page and focus on how to make that one kid better, you know, that's that that shows that kid, you know, that that tells that kid everything. If if me and your parent can make the best you, then then that's kind of what we're looking at, but too many times we, we one's got their own agenda. I've got my own agenda. The other coach 
the other guy has his own agenda. He's telling him he needs to be a point guard. The other one's telling him he needs to be a shooting guard. And, you know, so it's it's one of those things where um, you've got to work together, make that kid the best version of himself as, as you can. So um, we so far we've got a lot of parents that, that, that really give me an opportunity to coach their kids. And that's what helps make makes my job. That's easy. huge. Yeah, that's huge. You got a mom and dad that's involved. Yeah, is you know, yeah, big step forward. Because I, I can I remember back when I was coaching, some of these mamas would be like, "I need my son needs some more playing time," and you know, I just look at her and say, "Well, your son needs a little more practice time." And well, you got him for you know, and, and I just let it go. I was like, "Yes, ma'am, I got you," and it always worked out. But I mean, we didn't like I said, coming up, you and I come up, we didn't have travel ball. I didn't. I'm from Troy. I'm not from a little bit of the big city where he's from. But, yeah, we had a little bit of it. Uh, I didn't have that opportunity, man. I had to go to Greenville to play, but we yeah. played a little bit of it. Um, it t- today, man, it's out there. If you got people willing to do it like you're doing, Mr. Pickney, and like, you know, John Mark, you're doing it at the high school level, it's there. And I, that's what's going to keep these kids and save these kids. Like you and I talk about, this is what saves the kids from trouble uh, and from being, dealing, being that a lifetime of, of hardship is to have coaches that come out and will give their all to it like y'all are doing it. Keep doing what you're doing, man, and we're here to support you. Well, it, it takes a lot of people in the community to, to help raise these kids and, you know, ch- teach them the right – you know, we can always – all of us can teach them to do good. And um, it takes a whole entire community to to raise these kids. And, um, you know, and, and, and you can tell the kids that, that, that a lot of people have invested a lot of time in. And the kids got the kids got to listen to it too, so – I was going to tell a funny story real quick to him, but little birdie was telling me today that there's a certain practice going on Sunday, and if you were a great collegiate coach, I would just go ahead and tell you because they're going to recruit anyway, but there's a little practice Saturday. going on at West Side Saturday, <laughs> and that little kid with those two dunks, he might be there if you just want to show up and say, hey, man, my name's <laughs> – <laughs> but see, I don't want I don't want to get no great collegiate stuff started up. No, here I again. play by the rules. There, there you go. Don't worry about that. You help me with that. If they if they want to come to Emerald bad enough, they'll come. So. You're right. Well, just out of curiosity, your view on basketball in the Lakelands overall, I think is still we're doing pretty well. Yeah, um, Abbeville had another good year. Saluda was really good. Um, Clinton. Was really good. Um, Clinton's in Lakeland's, correct? Yeah, well, we kind of missed. Yeah, we they we were playing really. We played really well against them. The same, but we played them, and they were really good. And of course, they made it to the third round. And um, Calhoun Falls, um, that was something that I was proud of this year is seeing them back. You know, when 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 I was there, when I first started teaching, it looked like the old Calhoun Falls teams that they had back. You know, twenty twenty five thirty years ago, and. And I know how much basketball and sports means to that community, and so it was good to watch them be very successful at it. And, um, you know, Greenwood, um, they made the playoffs this year, and um, I'm trying to think of some other schools. Then you get to the Skeezer schools that have, yeah. I mean, championships at Cambridge. Yeah, and we and played um, we played Greenwood Christian in the Christmas tournament. Appreciate you. Yeah, See you, Miss Penny. Um, nice to – yes, sir. All right, brother. And um, – we uh, Greenwood Christian. We played them, and they got two guards. That they got two or three guards that can play, um, really play, and uh, they're young too, eighth grader, ninth grader, and uh, so yeah, I think that um, I think that you got your normal. Um, Salute is typically pretty good. Um, Abbeville is usually pretty good. Um, you know, 
if we can get some of these other ones like us and, and to be a little bit more consistent, and we, I think we're consistent, um, we we just got to kind of get it over that that hump, and uh, that's but but McCormick had a pretty good year. Um, we played them early in the year; they were really tough. We were fortunate enough to beat them twice, but um, you know they, I think it's in good shape. Um, I think there's some really good guys <clears throat> leading these teams. Um, I'm good friends with most all of them, and um, you know I, I I watch them play and enjoy watching them play. Um, and compete. So yeah, I think Lakeland's basketball is is getting there, um, most definitely. So I got to see a lot of them on display this year. Uh, Lawrence is is not bad. Um, we we played them this year, and and they seem to do a good, you know, really good job. They got a, uh, uh, I think it's Omar, uh, coach. I can't th- remember. I know it's Flood, Coach Flood. I uh, got to meet him this year at the FCA tournament. Really good Christian guy. Uh, they, they're going in the right direction. Um, their their AD, who was my roommate in college, Tommy Spires. He he's uh he's the AD over there. So they got a really good uh, a, a better basketball program. And I know Tommy coached them last year. But yeah, it's exciting in a in a forty mile radius. You got some pretty good basketball players. Um, I know they're coming out with the all Lakeland's team coming up soon. And and uh, so that's that, those are tough, <laughs> tough decisions. You know, KJ KJ averaged sixteen points, twelve rebounds, and you know, and and uh, he had a phenomenal year. But you know, in the Lakelands, um, he you know I think he's one of the better ones. But you know, it's just it's just the way it is. But um, so that's a great year. But some of these t- kids, like the uh, Termin kid at at um, at Cowan Falls, I mean, some of those kids can just flat play. Um, we couldn't stop them. Um, we we tried everything we could and throw everything we could at them and and they, they played really well so yeah it's in good shape really good shape I, I was going to ask you and you just you stole that thunder because like I said when when I think about a player of the year you're talking about for Lakelands I mean <laughs> how your man ain't going to be right there at the top I think about maybe yeah. one of the Durant the uh, Durant kid at McCormick or or Callum Pauls like you well, say and the right kid at Saluda or. In, Isaiah Scott at, at, over yeah. at um, Christian, Greenwood yeah. Christian. That kid, Oklahoma, man, he's a great player. You know, and Saluda's got a kid, Mathis kid. Yep. He's the um, taller one inside. He's really he, – they got two good players. They got the guard and they got the right kid. But the Mathis kid inside is is a huge is, is a huge difference for them. Um, every team needs one of them. And, uh, you know, he's <clears> – <throat> I know he had a really good game against uh, Keenan the other night. And, uh and they fell, they fell short, but um, I wish I could have kept up a little bit more with it this year. Um, I know that all of them have texted me, uh, and I've talked to them through text just as the year went on. But um, yeah, I'm a, I, I like seeing those guys be successful. So they're good people. That was another question. I was like, you got to you got to have a relationship with the coaches here if you're going to make the, the, what we call the Lakelands better. Y'all got to be to work together, and y'all do a good job doing it. Um, we just, like I said, one of my favorite segments is when we're looking for new coaches. And the luckily, we coaches. haven't done that now. <laughs> it's like every Monday somebody's gone somewhere. It'd be Coach Owens at, at 96 and the basketball coach. At 96 is DJ. leaving too all, also, yeah, I guess. Um, it's always like that poor guy's got a job trying to find out who's going to get these to take these positions. And what I'll ask you since you are a coach is at, at what point in time was a coach with, with your sickness did you make the decision that 
you know what, I can't do it right now, and you stepped away for a minute, but you had to trust your people that you stepped away from. Well, You're a healthy guy. Would you ever think about leaving your program? What would be one of the situations that you would leave a program? I'm not saying uh, anybody else has done it, but, I mean, I'm always talking about the worst kind of time well, to leave. It's like football, and that would be one of the worst times you get ready to start well, your friends. Too many times we – excuse me. Too many times coaches <clears> – excuse me. They, they leave – Let's see how to put this. <clears throat> I've left other programs. Sometimes it's because of family. Um, sometimes it's not the right fit. Um, I know when I left Abbeville, I hated to leave Abbeville, but it was something better for my family. And we moved to Tennessee. Then we moved back because my mom got real sick and I wanted to be back in South Carolina again. So I went to 96 and ended up spending seven or eight years there. Um, sometimes coaches leave because, you know, it just didn't work out for them. And, you know, it takes a big person to say, hey, look, I just need to step back, go somewhere else so this place maybe – because it's just not always the right fit. You know, it's just, it's just not. Um, and uh, some some guys are, are looking for that special place, and you don't realize that if you give it a little bit of time, you're at that special place. And um, <clears throat> it's not about wins and losses for me. Uh, it, yes, we want to win. Um but like this year, for instance, is the people that I work with have been really, really good um, to me, and uh, I appreciate that. And uh, when I left 96, the people in 96 has reached out to me. Uh, has been unbelievable. Um, still to this day, old players. Um, I had one that, in fact, um, Coach Carter at Greenwood, his son has texted me several times, Daquan, because he played for me at 96, and – you know, just just listening, uh, knowing that he cares about me and seeing me and um, reaching out to me. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. I know, I know, I've left for for several different reasons. Um, sometimes it's just for a head job, like when I got the um, Abbeville job at, at one time. You know, um, it was just one of those things. Sometimes you get a get a head job. Sometimes you don't. But uh, I don't know if there is a one thing that 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 you can pitch that you can say would make me want to leave somewhere i think it's god uh god i I just yeah i just believe in a higher being telling me what i need to do and and i learned a long time ago you don't you don't go (laughs) you give it time before you get mad and leave um sometimes you don't feel the same two months later as you did tonight that you decided you wanted to leave somewhere so sometimes you got to give it some time um, I've made some decisions over my life that I wish I'd have gave more time to, um, but but I don't regret being where I'm at right now. I think God's got me where He wants me to be. Um, there's there's a reason why I'm going through what I'm going through, and uh, there's a reason why those kids are there to go through it with us. So I, I look at it like that and don't question it. And um, it's one of those things that I can go to bed at night and, and feel good about. But yeah. As far as speaking for those other guys, I know that there's just some reasons sometimes that it just didn't work out. And, and you know, that's a learning experience. So, um, hopefully these coaches that leave learn something. They left their program better than they found it. Um, that's something that's important. If, if it's in shambles when you left, then, um, unfortunately, that's not good. But, uh, but uh, well, you try to keep the place – <laughs> your house keep clean. clean. <laughs> keep your there house you clean when you leave. So, did you learn that at UPS at all? By the way, oh uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm say I've heard that myself. But speaking of UPS, the other day myself. we were in uh, Greenville. Where were we? Me and my wife was in Greenville. We saw a UPS truck, and uh, 
I, I noticed how dirty it was. And I looked at my wife. I said, you know what? When I was working at UPS, that, that truck wasn't left, that yard being that dirty. And uh, it, it was just, I said, I wonder if they still make them wash it and change the, you know, gas it up and all that kind of stuff every <laughs> now. I wondered, wondered if they still made this them do This is that. a rabbit hole that I've been waiting to go down for a long Not only that, but <laughs> you, you remember days that we were going in, if I had like a little bit of scruff, yeah. you, you can take your butt on and get a haircut and we'll hold your route that you can get back. Nowadays, they don't care. I saw a dude out here on Highway 10 with, with uh, cornrows. Just running around and shirt untucked and man, back in our day that didn't happen. But yeah. one more thing, I know you're a tiger fan. I'm a game cop, but I, I, I on my show I'm the only one to defend Brown Brownell. I'm call you out on this. <laughs> Howard Corley don't like Brad Brownell, but I think for the conference that he plays in and the coaches that he's been against with Chishevsky and all, who else would you have at Clemson other than Coach Brownell? I mean, I think he does a wonderful job. I know he's that little guy that may go fourteen fourteen and. We might make a tournament. We might not. But, I mean, I think that's all you need because he's, he's keeping your program intact for one. Well, I mean, some of these programs can also understand that <laughs> you be careful what you ask for because sometimes you can get worse what you got. And I know Coach per, um, um, – I've almost said Pernell. Uh, Brownell. <laughs> I, well, I know Coach Pernell. I work camp at both for both. Um, I love uh, Pernell and – and uh, I, I really like Brown Ale. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm a Tiger fan. I get frustrated with, with that. But they are, what, fourth in the conference right they now. Um, they wasn't expected to be that. Uh, I know what kind of person he is. I know a lot of people on his staff. I, I can say this, um, believe it or not, I know I was at a coach's clinic two years ago, and he was speaking. And um, he come up to me, and he said, Coach, I just want to tell you I'm thinking about you. And this is – Back when I kind of first found out, I, I was going through some, going have to go through some stuff, and I'm thinking to myself, "How's Coach Brown, uh, I almost said Brownell Brown know. Brown know that?" <laughs> and uh, but but no, he's he's a he's a I love watching them practice defense. At, 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 I don't know. I'm just I'm a big fan. Be careful what you ask for. You know, <laughs> I, you know what I mean. I mean, a lot of these schools, um, Carolina can say the same thing in football sometimes. You know, be careful what you ask for because before um, before uh, the, the coach they have now, um, I cannot believe I can't remember his name. <laughs> don't worry about old Frank because I don't give a crap that he's gone either. But Frank Martin's a year talking about. I love him on Paris. Oh, I love him. <laughs> but, no, I'm talking about football-wise. Oh, you know, oh yeah. Oh, you Beamer. Beamer they, yeah. A lot of times they started off by uh, complaining about him, but he's he's really getting him, getting him going in the right direction. and. And I, I'm just – some of these schools, they, they, they expect all this stuff from these sports. And, yes, I know that they all want to be successful. but It takes I mean, time. It takes mm-hmm. time. And I know he's had time to fix it. But, but for me to question his basketball knowledge yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, is, is kind of crazy. So, um, he does things, and I watch them play defense. And I'm sitting there watching how they do this and what they run offensively. And so, I'm, I'm trying to learn while I watch it. Uh, yeah, I get frustrated that can't beat certain teams, but I'm not. I'm going. I'm not going to question Brownell. It's uh, been a weird year, like Jekyll and Hyde teams <laughs> at Carolina and Clemson. I mean, because you got Clemson again, they can win like they did Saturday, huge win, road win, and, and play like they do. And then the next minute, they may play a Boston College team that's got three wins and they lose uh, by twenty or something. Well, but the league they play in ain't yep. easy. Well, that's what I said, and that's why yeah, I, my, and I've been defending Brownell from day one with yeah. this. Well, Fox Sports Greenwood, he's that good of a coach. I mean, I see Georgia Tech, BT, NC State. None of them have the same coaches they had when Brownell came in. Yeah. So they're they're getting rid of their stuff, but but at least Clemson is at least saying who are we going to bring in that's going to keep us where we want to be to get better. Yeah. 
you know, at Carolina, like, you know I'm not a Frank Martin fan, and I tell you that, but I like Lamont Ferris. I think we hired a good guy. Um, I think our hands are in good shape. Now, I'm not even going to talk to you about your Cowboys. Just knuckle up on them. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, we, we, we're different on that. But um, Well, the other thing is the colleges around here, Landers basketball yeah. team, uh, I mean, they were in the hunt for the championship going into the last couple of weeks. They end up, what, fourth overall, and we'll get into that a little bit later. But uh, Coach Omar's got them going in the right direction there. And the ladies are rebuilding, um, yeah. you know, through there. where They didn't make the tournament this time around, but – I mean, they finished on a bright note. Yeah, I don't, I don't, uh, I would be an idiot to sit here and, and question a college basketball coach <laughs> and his knowledge. That's for you. That's for uh, you. Brown yeah. what are you talking about? <laughs> Mr. Corley, I told him I can't question a, a, a college basketball coach. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we, um, but you know that's that's it's tough. It's that, tough. That, that that's a tough. You can beat you can get beaten any night in college basketball. It doesn't matter who you are. Cause they, I mean these these teams have good good players. So and diversity throughout. You know, this weekend is just a proven. I was Nate Oaks by the way because I'm giving him crap on on Twitter about his Alabama basketball team. <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole other story, but I was, I was hoping I see who that was. But I saw Alabama pop up. But yeah, but Coach Greggs, we appreciate you. Yeah, Thanks man, so man. much for Always. coming in, talking with us, and uh, you know we wish you well, all the best. We appreciate parents. the um, you guys talking um, talking up our Vikings, and um, you know, and look forward to uh, <clears throat> we got an exciting spring season coming up, and got some track and baseball and softball. And well, this week got, is huge because you've got uh, yeah. the uh, what the the. The classic baseball yeah. tournament yeah. going on. They got IP, yeah. We we got. I was out there the other night. It started raining the last game, and then Saturday got canceled. So they had some rain rain dates built in this week. So they're going to have to go every day this week. So Coach Height's been um, been busy trying to get everything going for the spring. And as an old AD, I know how that that can be tough. Having to make sure the travel gets done and scheduling is done and umpires and officials get where they need to be and ticket takers so that's that's what it is but um yeah we're excited and we're excited about next year uh what's coming next year we'll be a little bit um down as far as basketball a little bit as far as we got but we're gonna we're gonna work hard this summer and and um, put a good product out there so um look forward to um look forward to next year so hopefully i can be healthier healthier next year and um, amen and uh and, and, and get back to being uh uh, the jerk I can be sometimes. <laughs> I know where you learned that from, though. But now, nah, Coach, I can't wait till Christmas Day. I'm gonna be looking. Make sure you put on Facebook what Santa brought you. Yeah, point guard. And it's gonna be that point guard. <laughs> I got a good feeling. Thank you, Coach. Rush. All right, man. Thank you. Thanks so much, John Mark Scruggs, the head basketball coach for the Emerald Vikings. Join us here on the Lakeland Sports Guys. Always a lot of fun uh, to talk basketball and round ball as we go through. But here at Howard's on Main, we invite you to come on by, take part. Uh, always a lot of fun to have everybody and their staff back here. Amber's probably the hardest working uh, person back here in the entire staff go along with it. So uh, go ahead and leave that tip for her and her gals as they uh, uh, continue on. But let's get back into the high school. A lot of action that did take place over the course of the weekend as well. We had uh, a bunch of uh, wrestling. We're going to get into that in just a second. But let's say congratulations to the uh, young ladies over at Cambridge Academy. Academy. What a way to win a uh, Skiza Class 1 state title to go along with it. You take on a team um, that that has beaten you three times and is pretty doggone confident, maybe a little overconfident. 
that they were going to end up winning this one in a championship. And then um, in reading Cam Adams' article in, in the paper as well, talk about the adversity. The bus breaks down on the way to Sumter. Um, not a trend that, uh, you know, that, that has haunted Cambridge <laughs> processes, that, all that that goes on. But then you come out and you end up winning the state title over a team that, that has beaten you three times at Lawrence Academy, 41-34. to 34, And they did it with, with, with defense and making their free throws at the end of the game. I don't think they scored a basket in, what, the last five minutes of the game. It was all off of the – from the free throw line. But now they didn't have like a 14-point lead going in uh, to that last quarter. I think Lawrence Academy jumped out in the first quarter on top of them, and they had to fight through a little bit of adversity and end up at the half <clears throat> up a couple of points. But – uh they kind of got it all together when it mattered. Last two games they played, they were disrespected. Both games. One of them I still don't understand how Curtis Baptist is in the skis of but anyway, they are. They were disrespected the whole time there and just weren't even they, – they were laughed off the court at the beginning of that game by the fans, and it was just like, whoa. And they just – they spanked them. And then, like you said, they go against the Lawrence team they've already lost to a couple times. and Just a great win. And I know you're working on an interview there for, for Cambridge. And, you know, I had a, I had somebody call me, and like I said, I was out of town this weekend. They said, I thought Cambridge closed. And I said, it closed, reopened. I said, football came back for a year. It may come back in two, three years. I said, but they they won. And he's like, I know, but I thought they closed. I said, it's open. <laughs> so we're going to leave it at that. So whatever other team we're going to get to start rolling out on that ladies' side, or, or our golf team's really good. That yeah. golf team's really good over at Cambridge. So that's just big congrats. But we, we were wondering who stepped up to the plate in the Lakelands. It was Cambridge. Yeah, and, and the game started out slow. I mean, both teams uh, came out ice cold. Um you know, it was a 6-4 lead for the Crusaders uh, early on at the end of the first, and then they got uh, Cougars got on a roll, went on a 12-5 run to put them up and get the advantage in all of this. But uh, when you look at it, and, and Faith Harvey, you've got Alex Cockrell, uh, Izzy Sutherland, um, you know, the big plays that they make uh, time in and time out towards the end of that ball game that, that really made a difference uh, in everything that they did. And, and I'm trying to look. I, I saw here... It all came down to defense and rebounding. Yeah, pretty much. Um, Faith Harvey, uh, along with uh, Sutherland, they both ended up scoring 10 points apiece to lead uh, the Cougars to that victory. And, and the, the picture in the paper said it all. The, the faces of just pure joy and, and escalation, it, it was huge uh, watching these girls and, and gave you goosebumps when you, when you went through and read the story. It, like I said, as a team, you we talked so much about girls, boys, Christian, Greenwood, Emerald, Saluda, and then the one team that does come back and win it, I don't think we said a word about before then, and that's on me. <laughs> you do your job. That's on me well, because this team slipped through the cracks, and they went to, they Toward the end of the season, they, they were, you know, they were a, a three or four seed. They wasn't, you know, they wasn't just lighting the world up. Uh yeah, they had a winning record enough to get them into the playoffs, but then they really they peaked at the right time of the year. They played their best three ball games, the last three ball games, and that gave them some hardware to take back to the school. 
And if you want to watch the ball game over again, as I know that uh, everybody does, <laughs> if you want to see it, get a chance to go back and watch it. We did put it on our Facebook uh, page, the Lakeland Sports Guys with Chris and Tom. It's skeevesatv.net is where you can go on YouTube and, and catch it there. Um, all the broadcasts of all the championship games from Skeeves are, are there. But uh, that'll be your link, uh, particularly to go and see uh, Cambridge take on Lawrence Academy uh, for that championship game. You can watch it over and over over and over again. I might watch it tonight. And, and, that, and that's the thing, too. The two teams are both Lakeland's teams. They are. Yeah. I mean, you're talking Lawrence Academy is maybe at the longest 35 to 40 miles from Cambridge. I mean, that, they're right here. It's not anybody coming from out of Charleston or Buford or some other little podunk town in the Low state. These were two teams from right here in the Lakelands that had to drive all the way to something. Now that didn't make any sense. They could have come over here to Lander and played. Find us one. Or, or, or gone to PC would have been about a halfway mark for both of them. Mm-hmm. That's all right. The, the adversity. That's what. That's what helped this team win this thing. I'm telling you, the breast breaking down. I was just. I made him mad. <laughs> he, luckily, it wasn't a hot, hot, because like I said, it was warm this weekend for me, and you see today I got on a long sleeve again. I can't. I don't know what Mother Nature's going to do, but anyway, huge win. And like I said, Lakelands, don't worry about it. We're trying to work on something to get the coaches in here, a couple players in here maybe for Thursday, and, and let them tell us through their their eyes what, what it was like to play and win a state championship in the Lakelands this year. That'll be huge, but yeah, congrats to the to the Cougars. Uh, well deserved, a uh, big victory for them overall. And then uh, just up the road in Anderson, we had a bunch of others that ended up going to the individual wrestling championships. Um, and we had we had a lot of of great wrestling that ended up taking place up there. Um, some of those that ended up taking first place: Frank Taylor out of ninety six. Uh, he took on Brandon Ross out of High Point. Ended up winning the decision seven to two, and that gave him the victory in the one sixty class for one A and two A. Uh, also at one A and two A, Addison Nichols just dominated six three. The decision for him um, as uh, and that was in the one ninety five weight class. That was there another first place. Had uh, Gregory or George Cody out of Clinton. He ended up taking on Josh Collins out of West Oak. A 6-4 decision victory for him at the 3A level at the 160 weight class. And then um, you've got Casey uh, uh, Howell out of Greenwood. Ends up in the 182 weight class. Comes away with a 3-0 decision that is there. He, and that was over South Florence's uh, Toklin Prue. Uh, as well, and then uh, we get to the ladies who wrestled early on Saturday. Elijah Jones out of Greenwood, at five and zero in her wrestling career this this year. She ends up winning by decision three to two over Madeline Bowen from Canes Bay uh, for that one, and that was uh, in the girls' uh, one thirteen weight class. And then the other one that ended up with, with a first-place win was Kennedy Washington uh, out of Greenwood. Uh, she ended up winning over Victory or Victoria Chambers, a 2 nothing decision, that being in the 220 weight class. No, I ain't. We're not talking about weight <laughs> Not for women. So, yeah, so those were the big wins, but we got several others uh, that ended up winning. Um, in the 106 weight class, Rylan Rushton out of 96. Dixie had Adrian Hirschberger uh, take fourth place at the 126 weight class. Third place finishes for uh, Bryant Spoon out of 96 at the 132. At 138, you had a third place win for Ryan Jones of 96. Dixie had another one, Andrew uh, Stoltfes, 
uh, ended up third place at the 152 weight class. The 170 weight class out of 96, P.J. Rustin. Third place uh, in the 182 weight class in 182A was Pat Beer out of Dixie. Um, third place for 96 was Martavius Mason at the 220 weight class. For 96, Jaquise Calhoun, second place in the 285 weight class. At the 195 in 4A, Dax Seaborn ended up in third place. Um, Fourth place, you had Owen Sargent out of Greenwood. Also, I believe uh, second place was uh, Angelique Garcia-Rollis out of Greenwood at the 106 weight class for the girls. You had um, sixth place, Lily Labonte out of Greenwood at the 120 weight class with a big win. Third place at the 126 for girls, Angie Mola of Greenwood, also 132. Sixth place was Brittany Gordon out of Abbeville. And Lawrence got involved there. They had a girl win at the 182 weight class. Uh, take second place um, from Lawrence, that being Emily Ropel. That was there. And at the 195 weight class, you had Layla Crawford, who ended up losing a tough one, a decision 11-5 to to uh, Hartsville's uh, Ryan uh, Burkhorn. But Layla Crawford uh, really came back towards the end of that match, just Time ran out on her, so congrats to her for Abbeville as well. So th- those are all the wrestlers that ended up wrestling over the course of the weekend this past Friday, Saturday. I was wondering if that was some kind of Lakeland's the record, and I started thinking about it. I can remember back when you had Emeralds in 96, it didn't, they would have a person to wrestle in like the 125 weight class, but no other team would. Yeah. Stan, that tells me wrestling's growing in the Lakeland's. It's growing. I mean, you got, men, you got men's and women's now, whereas it used to be you might would hear about like I said, a kid at Emerald in the 135, and he'd go to a meet somewhere, and they wouldn't even have them. They, he didn't have anybody to wrestle to fight against. And now it's like, we got you just named off. I can't tell you how many champions. The, well, there's <laughs> there's five champions altogether, and then you've got uh, well well over almost 22. I'm I talking think about probably 30 different. and forward. And yeah. you got to remember the guy, the people that finished number two. Oh yeah, they were in the championship. They match. were in the championship match. So right. <clears throat> the wrestling here in the Lakelands is it's huge. It's huge. I, I I don't like I said. I don't remember even when we were over at the radio station. I don't remember us talking about it this much about the wrestling on both sides. And it could be back the day. I don't remember how long has it been since they went to ladies wrestling in high school. How many years ago has that been? Three. Well, four years? it's two. It's two, been at three? least two. Okay. It's been at least two. Well, I'm telling you what they they're making it big. So. <laughs> Guys, look out. We pushing them girls around. So there's there's one other mention, and if I can find my stats um, over the course of the weekend, as far as the teams went, uh, Greenwood ended up uh, being the third best team in the state overall uh, over the course of the weekend. Lawrence ended up at 18th. Um, when you look at the 3A, Clinton ended up seventh. Uh, that was there. Emerald was twenty or tied for 25th with Blue Ridge that in that one. And 2A and 1A, 96 was third. Dixie was ninth, and Abbeville was 13th. Mm. I mean, and, and the, you know that just the fact that you placed and showed in those and some of them, um, you know, that's out of. Sometimes it looked like a hundred and some schools that ended up yeah. participating. Yeah, go ride by some of these places on a Saturday and Friday and look at the gyms that are filled up because of wrestling. Not basketball, not volleyball, but wrestling. So, good year for the upstate, no doubt. Lakelands and all, it's a good, good year for <laughs> Lakelands wrestling. Well, we can't wait to get other things started. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, got all kinds of things that are going to be taking place again starting tonight. 
They've got all kinds of changes uh, for the uh, Emerald City Classic that is going on. Um, I know Clinton ended up beating Lawrence nine to four. I think it was think uh, it. on Saturday before all of this, uh, all these changes went on. But uh, starting today, you got the Emerald City Classic at five o'clock. BHP taking on Mid Carolina seven thirty. Abbeville takes on ninety six. That'll be on the varsity practice field uh, from three forty five to five. Um, Tomorrow, you got uh, Midland Valley taking on Abbeville. Uh, Midland Valley then gets Emerald at 7.30. And Wednesday, you got Mid-Carolina taking on Clinton. BHP takes on Lawrence. 96 takes on Emerald at 7.30 there. And then Thursday, Mid-Carolina takes on Lawrence. BHP takes on Clinton. You're saying, wait a minute, this is, uh, you know, the Viking Classic. And where's Greenwood and all this? Greenwood's headed down to the beach to take on a bunch of other teams, uh, including Dutch Fork, who I think they have a matchup uh, coming up this weekend with. Um, that's going to be pretty doggone tight uh, for them. But they uh, they take on Dutch Fork, I think, Thursday or Friday? Thursday, I think. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a huge one. We, you and I discussed about possibly going down there, and unfortunately I got a wedding. But, um, yeah, Greenwood's going down to play Blythewood, who my cousin plays for. It's signed at Newberry already. So, bunch of, it's, it's a who's who name when it comes to baseball and the ip classic the ip classic and i mean yeah. this is like their it might be their like seventh or eighth year they've done this and that's what it's about bringing all the teams in the state together and it's almost like a priest of last year's championship teams that are playing it's like you've got to have been pretty good in baseball last year to make this classic so this should be unheard of i mean i want to see if we're going to have more pitching or more hitting this year in that classic I'm going to say we're going to have more hitting. I know pitching's pretty good no, over, over there at Greenwood right now, right too. Now. I mean, that's you – know. Andrew can't pitch it. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew Driver's pitching his butt off, man, for Greenwood. I, every game I've watched, been able to watch. And that's another thing. This classic you should be able to watch also. You should be able to the Greenwood the stuff with, with, with Jim Steele and the rest of them. And, and they're making the tweaks they need to make. But I, that's what I – I hope I don't get caught at the wedding doing this. But anyway, I'll probably have my tablet <laughs> in, my, in my jacket pocket trying to catch a glimpse of whoever – pitching in this thing and like i said it'd just be interesting to see how it goes throughout because uh, you got you got, you don't just have like five four and five eighteens playing that so you got some couple one two threes in there too that are pretty really good baseball good, teams really good baseball yep. teams well we don't want to see you on a tv commercial <laughs> back there with your phone <laughs> the mayhem commercial no, that, was, that wasn't a strike that, that might be what that might be what it would be, would be. <laughs> mayhem like me for sure yeah so. <laughs> that's gonna be a big time and and i i i I'll, be, I'll guarantee you Greenwood's going to be well represented. Oh, yeah. I know some mamas and daddies are going. All right. We're at Howard's on Main uh, in Uptown Greenwood. Come on by. Say hello to the good staff that is out there. Did, did Howard ask you if anybody got that free meal that we, we put out there? I didn't ask him yet. We'll have to find I'm out. I'm holding that for later. We'll <laughs> <laughs> have to find out. But let's turn our attention now a little more towards the college aspect and, and what is going on here and around the Lakelands. We'll start with the Lander Bearcats because they – uh, well, they finished the season pretty doggone hot. They ended up being the fourth seed right now overall um, as far as uh, the, the placing goes in the Peach Belt that was there. And believe it or not, USC Aiken is the one who ended up with the big win 
over the top of, of everybody else that was there. And we all thought that Augusta was going to be the team that ended up getting uh, the championship, and it didn't turn out that way. It ended up being um, number one is going to be USC Aiken. Number two was North Georgia. Number three uh, ended up being uh, – or excuse me, number two was Augusta. Number three was North Georgia. Number four was Lander. Five was Young Harris. Six was Columbus State. Flagler was seventh, and Georgia Southwestern comes up eighth. So your pairings that start this Thursday at noontime, USC Aiken will take on the eighth seed in Georgia Southwestern. At 2.30, Lander will take on Young Harris. That's the 4-5 matchup. At 5 o'clock, you got Augusta at number two taking on number seven, Flagler. At 7.30 in the nightcap, you got number three, North Georgia, taking on number six, Columbus State in all of this. And this is this is where I kind of, I'm going to throw a little bit of a wrench in all this before we start talking about Lander and all that. How are they going to manage the championship game Saturday for the high school league when all of this is going on down at the Peach Belt with USC Aiken winning? That gym is going to get used big time. My <laughs> or, or, or are they going to move the the high school league game? That's here, here's here's you threw the wrench in there, but this is something I'm going to ask. So let's say Augusta had won this thing. Yeah. That means they would have played at Augusta, right? Uh, right. So Aiken winning it means they. Yeah, I, I would think that. Well, I mean, like I said, high school leagues are getting their money, so Jerome ain't going. They're going to have to do something else. Uh, but or or even delay it a day. You know, maybe make it make it a make it. Monday, maybe. Yeah. Do it something like that. But, yeah, when I saw all the the stuff going on, I was like, well, maybe somebody like a lander should say, hey, man, we got a gym that's open. Come on up here and let's play it. (laughs) That's another question for for Dr. Frick down here at the Peachville Conference. Might need that that interview. He he could go and call Jerome and say, why don't we bring the high schools to Lander? Yeah. He could do that. And play it here. I might see if I can't make. Well, Lander being the four seed, they probably go to Augusta. They would they would go to Augusta because that's your two. Yeah, and that's a little closer, more Midlands oriented. I, I just don't. I like the concept of if you win the regular season, you get to host. But why not just go ahead and make a? If you're going to call Augusta, Georgia, your home of the mm-hmm. Beach Belt, play it there, or or else like take turns letting other teams host it. And, I mean, forever it was at Flagler. And then, like I said, I don't even know where Young Harris even is. I just know they're always a thorn in our side. <laughs> Got to go up to North Georgia for that one. So, I mean, I, I just I, – I like the the thought process of having – you know what, we're going to give you a present for winning the conference. You get to host the tournament, which I like that concept, but it throws a wrench in if you do have – because what is Jerome going to do next year? He's probably not going to call well, U.S. They're well, probably going to Winthrop next. You're right. Year, so. It is going to be well. Knock on wood if they can get it up there. Yeah. There's there's so many little instances in that to where they don't want it up at Rock Hill, which I don't know why. But uh, B. Rad's in the house with ice. Brownell with a win. Uh, so we'll 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 see what he's thinking about here in a minute too. But uh, it's just a weird scenario that you got the the uh, high school championships down there, and then you've got the like you said the Peachfield's going to be playing there also. So that gym's going to be. And, you know, they're already griping on the girls' side of the basketball, thinking about the, the gym at Florence being too hot, floors sweating everywhere. So now you you that building two, you know, two or three days in a row, man. Yeah, I think the best thing to do, Peach felt maybe delays till Monday or Tuesday. Because the high school is already in play. They, we already know they're playing. So let's just say Peach felt. We're well, going to take a day or two and start from there. 
We'll find out details. Uh, we're supposed to know something by Wednesday. It'll be interesting. So, like, there's no uh, doubt about that. Yeah, we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll see. At least that's the story I'm getting from the high school league. Um, it's, I'll it's see if I can call Dr. Frank down in Augusta and see what's going on. I might be a road trip for me and you. Oh, my son. <laughs> Stay in, you go on. We might need bail money. Oh, Lord. <laughs> No, Doctor, but we're going to come and look at what you got down there. And like I said, you know, you don't want to see the same. It got old back in the days when we played it. Where was it? The SEC was in Atlanta, and then ACC was at Greensboro, and then they moved it to Washington. I like having a fixed place because a lot of places, you know, they that's just a good trip to go to for your tournaments. But I, I don't know. I don't know how everybody else is doing it these days. I know we're moving around in different conferences too, so – it's interesting. Like I said, I do like the fact that, you know, you ha- you do have something you need to play for. If you're a head coach, it's a lot easier to say, hey, you want to play at home? Win. <laughs> play defense. Win. <laughs> you know, you don't want to play at home? Lose. So, it, it does give a coach and a team something to play for. Uh, and I know that, that, that Lander was ready. Omar was ready to bring it back here. But, like I said, good, still a good year for, for Lander basketball. I mean, you still oh, finish, yeah. you finish right there toward the top of it, and you're only a couple games out of first place. Yep, and the ladies just missed getting into the tournament. Georgia College had a, a two-game better record than they did uh, at the end of the regular season. So uh, Georgia College ended up making it instead of Lander uh, ladies in that regard. So Lander and Flagler get left out. But, boy, what a season they had. They got better as the year went on. Can't find what I'm looking for because there's a certain young lady we used to talk about here in the Lakelands all the time, and you may have it somewhere. But uh, Miriam Ricarte. She got She's her, yeah, but she got her how much ever point the other night on senior night, and I thought that was pretty cool because she is from Lander, mm-hmm. and did most majority of her college sports were in Finest yeah. One Arena, so yeah. that's another big thing for Coach Patterson and and Mary Conte, and I think she may have got actually got Girl Women's Player of the Year, or she's up for Women's Player of the Year for the. In the, for the team coastal, so congrats on her, and she she kept doing she kept doing what she did when she left here. So uh, that's good honor for her, and and like I said, it's we talked about her a lot here, so I figured I'd mention it. Just say hey, we hadn't th- yeah we didn't forget about you, uh, and I can't imagine what that team would have been like had, had she they stayed. I'm gonna say they stayed, but um, but all along a good year. I think it shows Lander. The university that you know what we had a lot of adversity because we lose a coach, we lose some players, and and the fact that it matters that they got behind you know the coach there now and and they fought the last month or two of this season they fought their butts off, um, played really good basketball and worked their way into a chance and you know it had to be heartbreaking the other night when they walked off the court knowing they'd lost that game and therefore their shot at the playoff and uh, but like I said that's where you build from adversity is what builds and I mean I think that team's gonna be pretty good next year. Should be fun. And then the congrats to the Lander men's rugby team. They went 3-2 and two on Saturday. And our uh, friend and, and Greenwood native, uh, Greenwood Eagle, Ethan Richardson, had a big day. He had three tries uh, and conversions uh, to go along with that for a couple of wins in the process in that first match. And, um, you know, he loves rugby. <laughs> the thing. Just, it's so much more fun than football was for me. And I didn't realize how much I would enjoy it. But, um Boy, what a game they had against uh, Wingate to open it up. That was their first big win. Uh, and then the Bearcats uh, would outscore their opponents 115-27 to 27 over the course of the 16-team field to go along with it throughout the day. So. I'm working on a rugby connection, too, to see if he'll come in. And I'm, you know, he introduced himself to me at Caroline Tavern. 
a month or two ago, and I know his son plays on that team with with these, and so I'm gonna try to work out a little something with him. Because, uh, like I said, Tom, I just I, when it comes to rugby, I'm stupid. I don't know much about it. I really don't. Um, but to hear a kid like Ethan Richardson to been the football player he was for Greenwood, because he was an awesome athlete for the Eagles, to say that he wished he had played you know rugby his whole life, and you're starting to see it standing. Most of the universities now have a rugby team. Yep. If you don't, you're getting one. If not that lacrosse, so it just goes to show you what a matter of a couple of years passing by goes. Uh, and I, I think that's awesome. And I mean, I know I know what a guy Ethan was for you. He was your guy back in the day. And so you you don't reckon that Carson Lewis is going to try that, do you? Cause yeah, he I, may. Because I know Carson was your boy this past year, but uh, no, I think Carson's already got his path. Carson, he's going he's, to Anderson. Yeah, right? he's got his Where path. Whenever, whenever Coach Bobby gets or it Erskine. In, gets it ready to roll, yeah. so it may be Erskine. You may be right. I'll have to double check. So too many to camp track of. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, we you 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 get through with like volleyball, and then you got basketball, and now you got rugby, you got <laughs> lacrosse, you got uh, soccer starting up, and so then now baseball, and so. Petersville's going to keep you busy, Tom Carroll. Not to mention the other conferences that yeah, are out there. That's so. true. And Lander baseball ends up getting a big win on Sunday. Uh, as a matter of fact, they end up beating number five Columbus State, thirteen to ten. Ethan Wilder, a huge game. He had five RBIs, four hits. Um, you know, uh, almost just a home run shy of the cycle. Do you hit <laughs> when you look at it? You don't have his stats already for this season, do you? Uh, I can. Because he's can got a him. ton. I want to know his RBI total right now in just a few weeks of baseball. Because that's that you every time you pick up the paper, you look at Facebook, you look at Lander, boom, that's the name you see. So he's got to be rolling. Well, Ethan Wilder's batting three hundred. Um, as of right now, he's had sixty at bats, ten runs he scored. He's uh, had eighteen hits, two doubles, one triple to go along with it, and nine RBIs as of right now. So a slugging percentage is sitting there at four thirty-three with nine stakes already yeah. in the year. So awesome. Here's one though, Lounge still. Batting 500 right now. He's <laughs> doing really well. He's had four at bats, three runs scored, two hits, um, and uh, batting at, at sitting there with a slugging percentage of 500. And when he's not playing, he's doing great with baseball with his dad. So that's even <laughs> more remarkable. He, I always see him on a broadcast. They always say, Lance, what's going on at Lander? And he tells them. So I, that's incredible, man. Freshman year, you're doing big things. And we'll always follow that kid. So. Yeah. <laughs> Follow him wherever he goes. I, I look back over at uh, Erskine, and, and uh, they had a big weekend as well. Uh, everything that was going on with them, they come up uh, with, what, 10-3 and three overall as they had a couple of games postponed due to a doubleheader uh, rain out uh, this past Saturday. So those games will be made up. That'll be their third game. They've got a game against King University that will have to be made up. That's part of Conference Carolina, uh, one of the uh, – uh, uh, conference teams that they're going to have to play. And then, of course, they got these two against Belmont Abbey uh, that will have to be made up at a later date. So we'll keep an eye on that. Um, and it looks like, if I'm not mistaken, the, you know, that just came across. They're going to be playing today, as a matter of fact. Uh, oh, wow. That game underway started at 3 o'clock. I was hoping the coach would try to say, you know what, we don't need to play Belmont. <laughs> we'll let that go. <laughs> yeah, so they got a doubleheader so. today to play at 3, and then they got the night camp at 6 to make up that doubleheader. Awesome. What did I see about their, their men's uh, volleyball team? They did something this weekend. I, I saw it. I, I shared it on our page, but I can't remember what all happened with it. Um, is it playoffs or is it something happened? I don't remember. Well, uh, Palmer got named 
offense or off the block national setter of the week. That's it. Po- yeah, um, Pomar, yeah. Is what he ended up getting. Maybe that's what it was. Um, and yeah, they had a whole bunch of uh, folks as far as the awards went over the course of what happened last week. But um, you know what Francisco has done over at Erskine. He's what three eighty and the attack percentage as of right now. He's had back to back blocks late in the fourth game to secure a victory against North Greenville. That was on Tuesday. Um, He had a season-high 61 assists and helped the team to hit 338 in the four-game road win against Belmont Abbey last week as well. So uh, national position player of the year possibilities? Possibility. I think that's what it was, what we shared. So that's big. Um, Because, like I said, this has not been the easiest of years for Erskine over there during basketball season and so many other things. So um, I'm glad to see the baseball team start to pick it up. I'll be interested to see the scores, the series starting tonight, though. Are, are that's going on right now with Belmont Abbey because that's a really good base. They're they're good in everything they play. I mean that's that's kind of their that's kind of their nemesis where Young Harris is Landers. Belmont Abbey's a tough <laughs> team for for the fleet for anybody that ends up into playing them. Yeah, uh, you're right. Overall, but yeah, but uh, you look at that after after Belmont Abbey, they had Newberry College. Um, that was supposed to be played tomorrow. That game's been postponed, uh, probably because of the doubleheader today. <laughs> and then they got a three-game uh, weekend series against Francis Marion, uh, which is also another Conference Carolina matchup coming up Friday, Saturday uh, as well. So those are the next games that they'll end up having. Busy over there at Duest. <laughs> well, all kinds of stuff happening. Um, always a lot of fun. I, I drove by there earlier today, as a matter of fact, and um, they were out dragging the field. I should have known something was up when they were dragging the field when I drove by. You must uh, have to get up there in them heels. <laughs> <laughs> to go along with it. And then we turn towards the big boys uh, and what is going on. Um, uh, what can you say about the Gamecocks? They went up to take on the Vols in the second half. Uh, couldn't hang with them. 85-45 loss, uh, the Gamecocks, Coach Paris. Uh, I, it was one of those where it was like a, like a heckle and jide kind of night uh, overall. But the Gamecocks trailed 38-26 at the half, but then got outscored 13-4 in the first five minutes. And that just kind of dug a hole you couldn't get out of. This is a game I actually got to watch. Um, I, you know, Coach Paris was at wit's end because, I mean, it, you know, for one, Thompson Bowling Arena is a tough place to play in as it is. Let's just call it what it is. This team that we played the other night was actually the number two team that had been around all year in basketball that lost three or four games and lost that number two ranking. That's that team we played the other night. and They, they got two players back, and I, uh, those two kids hurt us tremendously. Uh, I, I'm proud for Hayden Brown, man. He he could have got five fouls like back to back to back, and he just didn't. The guy punched him in the, in the side, and he let it go, and then uh, he ends up with the, the best game of the night for the Gamecocks. Yeah, I mean, 18 points, only one in double figures. I mean, Gigi's over there two for 12, I think, on the night shooting the ball. And he's sitting by Paris because Paris trying to teach him a lesson. Michi Johnson, he shot two from half court. <laughs> and he run them both. and then But they were good shots. They were toward the end of – like I said, one was toward the end of the half, the other was into the game. And so uh, we're still waiting on that guy. Jacoby Wright did not play well, uh, and Josh Gray didn't play well. And like I said, we've got to come together where we don't have, like, Gigi one night is going to go at all, or Michi, or in this game, Hayden Brown. Hayden Brown had three fouls in this game. I'm proud of my boy. He's getting he better. did well. He did that man bun's better. helping him, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> We've talked about UPS letting us have him. Siddle will never let him have a man bun. That's what he is. Yeah. His problem They is had 20,000 fans, over 20,000 fans in that arena. Thompson Bowling, I've watched plenty of games there, man. It's a, it's a fun place to watch it on both sides, women's and guys. And I know the, the girls had gone up there. What, wasn't it? 
What did they play down? Last week, Thursday? Yeah. So they had just gone up there and played them. I mean, it's a great place to play. It reminds me a lot of Little John, just the way it is. A little bit bigger, you know. A little bit, a lot bigger. A lot bigger, (laughs) about twice the size. Well, yeah. As far as seeing it, same kind of arrangement. You're right. It's it's the same style, like on-campus type deal. So, interesting. Uh, Probably the worst game we played all year, and I know Coach Ferris isn't going to be happy, and he's going to talk about turnovers and missed opportunities, and I hadn't heard this, but he's going to tell you about it. So here's Lamont Paris, his comments after uh, the game uh, post-conference play. It feels like deja vu all over again. Didn't somebody say that once before? Um, so it, it did, just the way that it was played, and, and they have a physical team. And uh, that, that made an impact on the game. Their physicality was hard for us to, to uh, overcome. On the first half, we, we there were some good things in the first half and didn't shoot the ball well necessarily. And, you know, went in down 12 and um, felt okay, honestly, with based on how we played, that that was the gap. And then just was uh, looking forward to trying to come out in the second half and, and cut into that. And uh, it went the other direction. But they have a good team. They're an experienced team. They run their stuff. They know what their stuff is. They got a lot of guys that have been here for multiple years. They have older guys. They're physical. Um, and some of those things... Uh, uh, some of those things weighed heavily uh, in the outcome of the game. Um, You know, in conjunction with the fact that we've got some guys, our our bench is a little shorter right now, and we had a lot of guys play a lot of minutes in an overtime game a couple games ago, not to excuse anything from those guys, but those are just facts. And so um, we'll we'll turn the page and and get back uh, uh, and practice tomorrow uh, uh, and get ready for Tuesday. So there you have Lamont Paris, uh, his thoughts. Jekyll and Hyde, um, deja vu all over again. Uh, I mean, it's it's it is what it is. Ziegler was a tough kid, man. He yeah. is a tough kid. Thirteen <laughs> points, eleven assists, only three rebounds. He's their center. That's you don't expect a center to have eleven. He's had a double double with the assists, but a great game. And like I said, Hayden Brown, eighteen points, four rebounds. Uh, Gray, you know, but like I said, Gigi Jackson, two for ten or two for twelve from the floor. Got to get a little bit better, more consistent from him and. I don't know if he's just trying too hard. He's trying to get back in the good graces of Coach Ferris, but uh, let it play out. And like I said, I still think, Tom, we're going to be one of those teams come tournament time that nobody's going to play. And I, from what I heard this past weekend, it looks like we may play Ole Miss, who just fired Kermit Smith or Davis or whatever. And I ain't believing they fired that guy. <laughs> he's only been to like four consecutive dances. But anyway, so that that, that would be – something that would be worth looking into and a chance to maybe get a, a tournament win yeah. down yeah. the road. I mean, so. Get a couple tournament wins, and that bodes well going into next year. But if you watch the second half of that game, you ask where they must have just worn the bus up yeah. and went on home. But, but this they're not even eligible for NIT, no, are they? So. No. They, they're fight. I mean, it's a fight. Well, I mean, well, it's a first-year coach. Yeah. It's, uh, a lot of new players, a lot of young players, players that haven't played together. Yeah. So, you know, we'll. We'll give them a bye this year, but uh, I'm not, I don't know if I'm going to give them too much of a bye next year. Well, we got – like I said, we had two of the top players in the state. Larry Davis's kid, that went, he went on the NC State or somewhere. But you got Davis and you got Gigi Jackson. And like I said, all I heard from several people about how great these two guys are, they're on the same team. And neither one of them is getting a lot of playing time. Um, Gigi's back in his role now. And he's getting his minutes. Uh, I don't remember exactly how many he had in that game, but he did have a good many minutes. Like I said, he's two for twelve shooting. And then the reason he did sit was because he kept 
throwing up Ruth. But all in all, like you said, Ziegler had a, the game of his career for Tennessee, and, and they're a better basketball team. Let's just call it what it is. Yeah. To be number two throughout the year, and then you lose it, and then Alabama takes it back over, and we're not even going to talk about them. Because uh, I got into a huge <laughs> argument at Carolina Tavern and Buford about Alabama with a, with a, rolling, with a roll tide guy about having a murderer on the court. <laughs> All right. Um, changing over to the boys up there in the hills, uh, Brevin Galloway, new career oh, high, 28 points for him as they – and it wasn't even close. It was a 25-point win um, for the Tigers in, at NC State, of all things, 96-71 being the final in this. Kind of put Clemson back in the bubble mix uh, to go along with that for the NCAA tournament. But, um, you know, uh, shooting a dismal percentage at Louisville and then they come back and bounce back like this, um, I mean, just night and day kind of games, particularly now when you're getting ready and you've got Notre Dame as your last game, but you got to go to Virginia here next. This kind of sets up well, I think, for the Tigers, uh, particularly since – Virginia ended up losing to North Carolina in the process of the week. So North Carolina uh, is just – I mean, Virginia's been kind of beat up over the course of the last week. They've lost two games. The things that you have to – the stars are aligning. Let's just – I mean, Jeepers is up there with the moon. But anyway, the the stars are aligning for Clemson. And we, we talked about they played their way out. What they have to have happen is a team at North Carolina who haven't played all year. That's not the only one. I don't know if you saw the, the Florida State-Miami game. They come down to the buzzer beater. That that right there puts you right back in the game with Miami losing. That gives them a loss that they weren't expected to have. And then, like I said, for North Carolina to beat Virginia, you, there's your game because what do we say in a couple of weeks? That's the game that you're going to play next is Virginia. I think it's a road game. Yep. So yep. they're going to have to be ready for that game. But I think they're back in play. I I never was really worried about this team, but i I tell you what I didn't get. I didn't see what my boy did stat-wise. Shyspur or whatever his name is. I don't know what kind of game he I had. I think he had a pretty good ball game, but he had his t shirt. I had my t shirt on with him, so I mean I was wearing my Shefflin. Uh, yeah, Shefflin. The thing I I I'm concerned about with Clemson is they played lights out Saturday, no doubt about it. Everybody knew their role. They played well. They shot the ball well. On the road in a hostile environment. Now they're going up to Virginia and this is a a top 10 team that if you just watch them, they don't look like a top 10 team. They haven't, you look at the record, they haven't blown anybody out. A lot of close ball games, a lot of hits and a lot of that. And it concerns me that Clemson's going to go up there and try to play the Virginia style of basketball. Just kind of slow and methodical and, but what Virginia does do is they pick you up early in the half court and make you start running your offense early. Clemson's got to realize this and go and have that extra pass, that extra two passes. Uh, look for that opening in it. There are openings there, but Virginia makes it hard for you to get the ball into that opening. And next thing you know, the shot clock is down to – Three seconds and you got the ball out around half court. Yeah, you got to you got to start chunking it up. Yeah, the other thing is North Carolina got Virginia into foul trouble early, early. and that that played a huge part in those big I guys think, not challenging a lot of shots. And I think Clemson can can win the the game in the paint if they can get it into the paint. If that makes sense. These two teams are mirror. I'm telling you right now. Yeah. 
They are a mirror basketball team. I'm looking at the stats from the UNC game. Gardner's Hunter Tyson. Boom. 19 points, 12 rebounds, one assist. You go down to the guard play, which you got Brevin Galloway. That's the Franklin kid right here. 14, 5, and 4. I mean, this is a mirror team here. The only thing that is giving them the advantage is they at home. Yeah. So Clemson's got to say, you know what, this is the one. And game. this is a short turnaround. It is. And if you, like I said, if you win this, you're setting yourself up now for success because this is a game you're not expected to win. They weren't expected to win Saturday at NC State, a tough environment. Uh, but like I said, that everything that you – you know, two weeks ago when they started this losing streak, we thought it was over. Over. But, you know, like I said, the things that you had to have happen have happened. North Carolina beats Virginia. FSU beats – upsets Ole Miss. I mean, uh, upsets Miami. Miami. Uh, and those are teams you're going to see toward the end of it. And, I mean, it's happening in the, It's happening everywhere. I mean, Villanova upsets Creighton yesterday. That's – it's, we're getting close to what's, what's that month? We're well, getting close I, I, to that I, March Madness. I still think this is a game that Clemson has got to come out, wash the NC State game away. It, it's over. It's done with. Don't read the press clippings, guys. We got to go to Virginia. You know, we just played Saturday. Okay, maybe a little bit of time off Sunday. We practice day. We're getting on the plane tomorrow. We're going. You better be ready to play just as well as you did Saturday on Tuesday night in Charlottesville. You better have some defense ready to come, and you better rebound and hope that you can shoot lights out like you were shooting up there. Because they were, they, they were, they were no doubt about it. Yeah. They came out, well, they came out early. And, well, they hit and, 62% and, and hit of the shots right. in the first half. And, and then I, you know, and then you look at it and then – Hopefully they can do that again this week uh, and get out to that early lead and make Virginia a little uncomfortable, make them play from behind, maybe get out of their offensive sets a little bit. But it's still a big game. <laughs> I think they it was can't huge. afford to lose this one. I think it was huge that Galloway came out and played the game. He did because, I mean, even though P.J. had a huge game, Tyson had a big game. It gave him a chance to relax a little bit, knowing they had the other guy score. Right. Because we knew P.J. was going to score, you know, Hunter Tyson. Chase Hunter had a pretty good game. And, um, like I said, it was a big win. And, I look for, like I said, I'm not – I wouldn't be they worried. Still, they still hold their destiny in their own they hands. Do. And they're going to play good defense and, and they, at Virginia. If they, can, if they can come out and play. Well, and then, I mean, then they got Notre Dame. Yep. And that's Saturday. not going to be just a – Notre Dame's just not going to come out there and lay down on the court and say – But it's back at Little John. But, so. That's the Mike well, Bray send-off game because he's retired. <laughs> well, well, we need – and here again, we said it all season. When are y'all going to have a sellout, Clemson? This is, a, this is y'all's last home game. Y'all need to get a sellout. Have that place packed for when Notre Dame comes in there. All right, so uh, Clemson, a big chance this coming Tuesday night, 7 o'clock from Charlottesville. It'll be on the ACC Network. You can catch it there as they take on the sixth-ranked Cavaliers of Virginia to go along with that. All right, we're sorry about the time. We're trying to get as much as we can in here as of right now. So quickly, guys, your thoughts on baseball, Carolina, and Clemson. Too early for me. I mean, like I said, it's always good to win big and score a thousand runs in a game. But I, you look at the pitching and who you're playing, and I'd rather just say, I mean, I, Stan's happy with it, but I put a thing on our site and I said, who's going to win it on both sides in the SEC, ACC? Is it going to be a better year for Clemson and men's 
baseball or women's softball for both schools. And I think Clemson's – the both teams are shining in softball right now. Right. It's, uh, Coach Smith at Carolina's doing well. And, and you know, to be a second-year program at Clemson, they're doing wonders up there. Uh, I look for good things from, from both teams. I, I, I still say you got a good coach up there. Well, Bakarich is a good coach. I like what he had to say after they got swept uh, by UCF. Now, UCF – Take nothing out of it. That is a really, really good baseball team. Matter of fact, their number one pitcher only pitched one inning because he's coming back from an injury as of right now, and they did what they did to Clemson in that regard. But uh, Clemson didn't play very good defense. They, they really struggled defensively in this one, and that was their downfall. Whenever Backus got the guy, whenever Monty left, this was a, a game that they had to make up. And because Backich and, and the, the Central Florida coach are good friends, they decided to play it. If I was him, maybe I don't decide that. <laughs> maybe I say, well, you know what, I I'm, I want to play Bingham again or whoever, bring in East Carolina <laughs> or whoever to play this game. But all in all, I mean, that's a good baseball team, and they will be there at the end of the year. Yeah, UCF will be ranked by the end they of the will. year, that's for sure. There's no doubt. Go along with it. But, uh, you know, it, it, Playing bad baseball is what Coach Bakovic said. We can't afford to play bad baseball and lose. If we play good baseball and lose, I can live with that. I can't live with playing bad baseball and end up losing this one. So we've got to make the changes to get ourselves back to that next level. When I first started watching him coach at Michigan, I'm going to tell you who he reminded me of, and I'll say it to this day and I don't care. If you watch his style of play and the way that his players play, he reminds me of Ray Tanner. In that dugout, I mean, I'm just telling you, he is. He he coaches with the same philosophy: small ball wins your games, great pitching. You don't have to do a whole lot over the top. Um, but I'm gonna go ahead and tell you, we hadn't talked about it yet. Really quick, the upset in the state of South Carolina in baseball: Michigan State getting beat by PC. Mm-hmm. Getting he, hosed by the hose. They got hosed. <laughs> he saw what I put on there. That's what I said. It wasn't Michigan just one State game either. Hosed. It was no. two, two out of the three. And, yeah. and two years in a row, we're talking about PC. I think last year it was. Um, uh, Northwestern that they played, another Big Ten mm-hmm. team, and they beat the brakes off of them. So, look out up there in, at PC up there in Clinton because they, they got something special starting. Looking forward to it. All right, so guys, we got to head on out of here. want to say a quick congratulations and shout-out to my wife of 30 years today. Oh, um, she has put up with me for just over a little over that. So, oh, my <laughs> so God, five years with you, man. So much, but uh, glad. <laughs> I want to give her a big shout-out on our 30th anniversary here today. So, guys, get out there, support your teams wherever you might be. Stan, thanks so much. I want to thank Mark John Scruggs or John Mark Scruggs uh, of Emerald, uh, the basketball coach out there coming in, talking with us today. Chris Sidney was here. Yeah, I mean. We had a who's who uh, here at Howard's on Main <laughs> today to go along with it. Always a pleasure. Chris, we'll see you on Thursday, my yes, friend. Yes, everybody. Let's roll it. He's Chris Cox. Yeah. I'm Tom Carroll. I'm Stan Spivey, and we are the Lakeland Sports Guys.